stage in 2019, we introduce Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And believe it or not, almost everything we announced that day has come to fruition. And now, believe it or not, we are approaching the end of Phase 4 when She-Hulk Attorney at Law comes out. And this November, Phase 4 comes to a close with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Black Panther is the end of Phase 4. What in the heck is Phase 5? I'm comic book movie guy. Phase 4 of Marvel is over. It's gone. Bye-bye. See you later. Shrek reference. I was born in the era of Shrek. And let me tell you, that stuff sticks with me. And my friends. We just use Shrek references all the time. It just happens. But no, today's episode is about Marvel Phase 5, because there's a lot to unpack. Obviously, San Diego Comic-Con happened last weekend, and Marvel destroyed DC. Plain and simple, Marvel destroyed them. And I understand that, you know, Marvel released their plans for Phase 6, which is also, you know, super intriguing, but they had to do it because they listed two of the movies that sort of uh, they're going to end Phase 6 with. They had to list them online and those leaked and everybody kind of knew that two big Avengers movies were coming. So it made sense for Kevin Feige and his panel to announce those officially. So I think there was like eight empty slots for phase six and then the two Avengers movies, which I'll talk about phase six in another episode because there's just so much to unpack with phase five alone that... I just think we're back to the level of Marvel that, you know, Marvel should be. Phase four is over. Thank God. Because phase four, like, listen, I'm a Marvel fan. I like Marvel. And I know lots of people who love Marvel. I've always been a DC guy, but I've always supported Marvel. And I just think of it like this. Phase four was Marvel's COVID uh, growth is what I want to call it. You know, like every studio dealt with their COVID issues in different ways. And Marvel's way of dealing with it was putting out a ton of shows on Disney plus smart marketing, smart, you know, it's, they're, they're a brilliant studio led by, you know, a fan in Kevin Feige who let's be honest, like he's the best, he's the best at what he does. You know, I think back to when Batman V Superman Dawn of justice was announced in 20. 13 or whatever it was well Kevin Feige says all right I'll show you how it's done and he comes out with what he comes out with Captain America Civil War identical movie to a certain degree Iron Man versus Captain America Batman versus Superman the titans of their respective universes and I mean at the time of course I'm rooting for DC but now you know, I look back on it and it's, you know, Civil War was just as good. Had some cheesiness here and there. Wasn't super on board with Zemo, the villain. Uh, but, you know, we got our first look at characters like Spider-Man, like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, like Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther, which I'll get into all of this because Wakanda Forever looks great. And I mean, we don't know who the new, like who the next Black Panther is going to be. But they teased it in the trailer and, 
you know, it looks great. It just looks like they're going to do Chadwick the justice that he deserves. And they're going to, you know, respectfully move, move on from his reign as Black Panther. And, uh, you know, T'Challa, his character, T'Challa, it's, you know, there's a similar shot in that Wakanda Forever trailer where it looks like that scene from Spider-Man Far From Home where, you know, Tom is sitting on the rooftop and he, everywhere I go, I see his face. And it's that mural of Iron Man. And, you know, I just, I thought there was resemblance there and I liked that a lot. So I have here in my notes that, you know, there's essentially three or four movies that are going to line up with what I didn't like from phase four. But there are elements of those movies that still somewhat intrigue me enough that I'm going to, you know, see them. And that's essentially what Marvel phase four has been. It's like, it intrigues me just enough to kind of get me there. Do I enjoy it? You know, like sometimes kind of like it just nothing has wowed me, right? But with phase five in the works, we're starting with Quantumania, Ant-Man Quantumania. And I'm not a huge fan of Ant-Man. And it looks like they're going down the path of like the family sort of side of it, where it's like Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then now Scott's daughter, um, I forget what her name is, but she's a Lang. Um, and, you know, she's now playing a character as well. But the big tease in Quantumania is going to be a couple of things. One, I think a post credit scene could set up the Fantastic Four, which is really exciting. And obviously this is news to come, right? Like we're going to get more casting news on Fantastic Four, stuff like that. But I think that Quantumania could not only tease the Fantastic Four, but we're going to get a really good look at Kang, Kang the Conqueror. And he's going to be a big part of Phase 5 because it's setting up all that he's going to be in Phase 6. And he's the next Thanos-level villain. So, and I think he could be better than Thanos. And the best part about Kang is that you can play multiple versions of himself because he's a time traveler, you know? So there's different versions of the character that they can do, which is super exciting. And, you know, something that they really couldn't do with Thanos. But Thanos was a great, you know, big bad of their first conclusion to their phase, you know, one, two, and three. But phase four is over, which is great. You know, things like WandaVision, it's done. You know, it was fun, whatever. Moon Knight, fun, whatever, move on. You know, Captain America, we set up a new Captain America with Sam Wilson, and he's playing, you know, he's going to have his own movie in phase five, which is exciting. But some of the movies that I'm going to try to not avoid, but just make mental notes that they're going to be silly, right? Quantumania is obviously going to be silly to some extent because it's an Ant-Man movie. Uh, the Marvels is the other one. So, yeah, Miss Marvel was supposed to be really good. I haven't watched it because I'm not interested in the Marvels, like, really whatsoever. And I haven't been a huge fan of, like, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Like, it's whatever, right? Like, she's a character and, you know, she has her place and she's powerful and she sort of makes these... Um, appearances that are necessary, right? And then when you have the Marvels together, like I think they're all going to sort of come together in that movie. It's going to be another sort of silly plot, a lot of scrolls, things like that. Um, and then, yeah, like moving on to the other one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now that is one that 
everybody is super hyped on, right? Because I don't know why. Everybody just loves the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, there's the one shot in the little bit of footage that they released in Comic-Con where you see Baby Rocket being taken. And, you know, that hurt, like that made my heart go a little bit. I was a little bit uh, intrigued by that. But again, James Gunn movie, it's going to be silly. Um, if you like the Guardians movies, by all means, like I'll see it, right? But those are really the main three that I have here for sort of goofy Marvel for phase five. The rest, which is a huge slate, you know, it looks serious. And that's a good sign. Marvel going back to a sort of serious level. And, you know, Kevin Feige has talked about how on the ground, we're going to get guys like Spider-Man and Daredevil. And they're sort of keeping things steady on the ground, which I love. And listen, Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. We saw him in No Way Home. Just a brief appearance as Matt Murdock. But he's got some stuff coming out, man. Like, honestly, Daredevil is rumored to be an 18-episode show. And it's a Born Again story. And the Born Again story is actually written by Frank Miller. So that's like, listen, that's a good sign for me. You know, and whoever else is listening out there that loves the darker tones of Marvel, because Frank Miller is going to give you that. Right. And with a character like Daredevil, you know, reappearing like we know he makes some sort of a cameo appearance in She-Hulk, who, you know, that looks decent. I, I it looked terrible when it first came out the trailer for it, like the CGI was not up to date, just just horrendous looking right, like nothing impressive at all. But now it looks pretty good. And I mean, they, they show a little snippet of Daredevil flying in, flipping into the, into the shot. And he's got a little different tones to his suit. He's got the yellow, the yellow from the comics, which is really cool. That's an awesome suit. If you guys haven't seen, you know, uh, Daredevil Born Again, the, the suit that's sort of involved with that is that yellow and burgundy tones which normally we just see him in the burgundy, but we're going to see a lot of Daredevil because they're also doing an Echo um, movie, which is going to be really good. And Echo is sort of, you know, uh, it's going to be that other side of Daredevil where we could see him in a black suit, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, anything that's got a ton of Daredevil in it, and I think maybe we get back more into a serious level of Kingpin, you know, and then you add Spider-Man in there, like it, you know, the material could be really good. And hearing that it's 18 episodes and not six or seven, we're out of the COVID era of Marvel shows, which I like, right? The fans asked for more episodes and it looks like we're going to get that. So that's awesome. And to hear an adaptation of Frank Miller being done, um, you know, that's, that's exciting to say the least. Um, with Wakanda Forever being one of the Phase 5 movies, I just think that... Actually, no, I think Wakanda Forever is potentially going to close out Phase 4. One of the two. Either way, it's either going to be early Phase 5 or end of Phase 4. And Marvel does it so well because it looks as flashy as the first film, but I think it's going to do better than the first film. Now, that might be a hot take because the first film is really, really good, right? But... You know, there's the intrigue of who's the next Black Panther. There's the intrigue of how are they going to send off T'Challa? What happened to T'Challa? Things like that, right? 
And in Wakanda Forever, we're getting the Atlanteans and we're getting Namor. And he looks awesome. He's a villain, you know, who sort of surfaces on land not very often. But when he does, he comes to conquer. And in the comics, he's very well done. And I'm hoping, and this is interesting too, is that the Atlanteans in uh, Wakanda Forever, they look like avatars. They're blue, like avatars. And I thought that was an interesting choice, especially with the fact that like Avatar uh, 2 is coming out in December, but there's plans for 3, 4, 5, potentially 5, I should say. 3 and 4 are confirmed, but you know, 5 is a maybe at this point. But yeah, like that's super exciting, right? Like you got... Atlanteans now in the MCU you have characters like Namor who's going to come on to you know shores and he's going to attack the Wakandan the Wakandan army and stuff and you're going to get you know potentially a fight scene between him and the new Black Panther which I'm guessing is going to be the sister um Shuri I think that she could take over the mantle and I think that's just the direction Marvel's going to go Hey, listen, the suit looked like Killmonger in the trailer. Like it had those tinges of uh, gold in it. And I just don't think that they're going to go down that route with Michael B. Jordan. Um, I really think that there's no way of bringing that character back properly. And I just think it just would be maybe a, a touch disgraceful to go, like to take the villain from the first movie and be like, oh yeah, he's our new Black Panther. So I'm not going to get overly like excited for the gold tinges in the suit and be like, oh, that's Killmonger. Like that's Michael B. Jordan playing the new Black Panther. No, I really think it's going to be Suri. And I think that she's going to do a bang up job. And I think the suit looks great from what I've seen, just, you know, the snippet in the trailer. And just even, you know, the fact that Wakanda, like the army of, you know, women and stuff, they're, they look just as good. And the movie looks flashy and awesome, right? Like it just looks like this big blockbuster movie with these tones of drama and these tones of like sadness in a way because we're mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman and it's going to be a very emotional ride I'm looking forward to that Blade another character being introduced we knew that was coming we knew uh Marshama Ali I think his name is uh he's going to be playing uh the character in Blade he's going to be playing the main vampire and that's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what direction they go with that. That's an inevitably dark one, which I like, you know, give me some R-rated Marvel content, you know, like that's what, that's truly what I want to see. And I think a character like Blade will have that. And maybe we see some mutants, maybe we see, you know, some of the more elaborate sort of villains uh, come in on that. And I think Blade's a character that we're going to see in those future Avengers movies and we're going to see alongside Daredevil potentially or Spider-Man or whatever, you know, the mutants, the X-Men, whatever the case is. And then we get into Captain America, a new world order is what it's called. Captain America, new world order. Love the title. Clearly going to be a political movie, which is huge because any Captain America movie that isn't political sort of falters for me and Captain America and the Winter Soldier when we get introduced to Sam Wilson and um, obviously Bucky Barnes is still there as the Winter Soldier it had tones of that political side and it's a great show it was my favorite out of any of the shows that were released was Captain America and the Winter Soldier 
Um, and I just thought that they established Sam's character quite well and they set up his suit and yeah, he looks great. I think it all looks great. And I'm looking forward to a movie that is literally titled, titled Captain America New World Order. That is awesome. I just have that I love the title, which I do. And when we see sort of tones from that movie, when the trailers get released and sort of the direction they're going with it, I think it's going to be quite exciting. Agatha's back. That's another one that I like might, you know, like she was okay. Like, so Agatha the Harkness, she ends up being the main villain in WandaVision and it's uh, Catherine DeHaan. And, you know, she's from Step Brothers. If you haven't seen, you know, any of the Marvel stuff, she's the, she's the, she's Derek's wife in Step Brothers. And she's come a long way. She's a good actress and she's going to be playing Agatha again. And I know that Wanda is definitely going to be in that movie um, because at the end of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Wanda ends up, you know, collapsing in the, in the tower when everything kind of goes down. But we do see that burst of red um, as the tower is falling and we know that she's going to return. And I think that the Darkhold... Um, which is the book that Wanda's using to sort of do the, uh, the sleepwalking, the, the, the drifting through time and stuff. I think Agatha is going to somehow get a grasp on the Darkhold. Um, and we'll, we'll just sort of, we'll see how that one goes. I'm not like, I'm not crazy excited for Agatha, <laughs> you know, like that's not, that's not my style of movie. But there's enough here that's going to get me hyped to maybe follow the timeline and want to watch that movie. And then obviously Thunderbolts is another big one. Now, when you hear Thunderbolts, you go, what the hell is that? Right? And I did the same thing when it was first announced, like, oh, Thunderbolts. Well, it's like the Suicide Squad of Marvel. So once again, DC's like, oh, we're going to promote Suicide Squad. We're going to do one with James Gunn. We're going to do all this stuff, right? Like, and Marvel says, all right. We're just going to feed you your lunch one more time here. And that's what they do. Kevin Feige and his team, they just take the concept of DC and they're like, all right, let's throw it back in their face, show them how it's done. So Thunderbolts, which I think potentially could be led by John Walker, which is damn awesome. I loved him. I loved Wyatt Russell as John Walker in uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. He was a huge part of that. And you know, when he takes the serum, which is awesome. And yeah, he's an anti-hero essentially, right? And he's gonna, you know, he donned the black suit at the end of uh, that show. And now I think he could lead the Thunderbolts. So I don't know too much about all of those characters, but I do know that Thunderbolts is basically Marvel's version of Suicide Squad. And I know that they're gonna kick Suicide Squad's ass at the box office, whatever they put out. You know, it's going to be cool and it's not, you know, Suicide Squad was fine, but I just don't understand why DC did two movies of it. You know what I mean? Like, why are we focusing so much on those characters? Whereas Marvel, they're throwing it in their phase five as a tidbit. And I think people are going to go and see it and enjoy it and love it because it's going to be led by a guy like John Walker. So that's just my take on that. And I just wanted to finally read a bit of the background for... Kang the Conqueror, because I, like, listen, I'm a Marvel fan, but I don't, like, you hear of these names, but you don't really do your research on them, right? So, like, 
To get you stoked on the new big bad in Marvel, here's some background on Kang. Like, his superpowers include time travel, which I mentioned, genius-level intellect, skilled tactician and hand-to-hand combat, uh, resistance to radiation, access to advanced technology, and highly advanced battle armor. Uh, It grants him enhanced strength, energy, hologram, and force field protection, 30-day supply of air and food, and ability to control other forms of technology. So, like, he's kind of like Ultron, Thanos, and Wanda all put into one, which is exciting, which is super exciting to me. And I just think that the character that they're going to build here, we've seen just a very surface-level sort of look at him at the end of Loki Season 1, and he's going to progress. We're going to see him in Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to see him in um, movies like Quantumania. He could make an appearance in who knows what else, right? Like, And the thing is, is he's going to sport many looks, and I think this guy is an actor that is going to take on a character like Kang and do a bang-up job. Like, I just think that we need to focus on a big bad once again in the MCU. And just so long as we know that he exists, that he's out there, um, you know, it's going to be great. Jonathan Majors is the guy's name. He's phenomenal. I don't know if you've seen him in anything, but he's he's just, he looks the character, like he looks like the character from the comics. And I just think if they do a couple of different takes, a couple of different looks, you know, he's he's going to be great. He's going to be great. And I just, I think that it's an exciting time for Marvel. And this is just phase five, right? We're just, we're ramping up to phase six and we're going to get there. And when phase six hits and I talk about the Avengers movies that are coming out, I wanted to do that as a separate episode. So although this one was short, at least we got to talk about phase five and just some of the things that we can get excited for. And just, you know, let's, let's be honest, like, characters like Daredevil, those are guys that we wanted to see for a long time, you know? Like, we could see mutants, we could see whatever the case is. Let's get introduced to Kang, let's embrace phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's very much returned. And I just think that DC needs to get their shit together because it's getting kind of out of hand at how badly Marvel is kicking their ass. And, you know, with DC's plans not going the way that I thought it was going to go at Comic-Con, like, DC might as well not have set up a booth is how pathetic it felt. And, I mean, I get it. People are excited for Black Adam. But, like, that seems like their only marketing point right now is like, oh, here's The Rock. Here's The Rock. Here's The Rock. Oh, yeah, and Shazam, too. There's, there's you know, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Whatever. You know, like, let's get to the nitty-gritty. You know, there was rumors about Henry Cavill coming out to the point that I made an episode on it last week. Jeez. And, like, here we are. And we just, you know, The Rock is asked the question at Comic-Con. He says, some fan asks him, you know, who would win in a fight, Black Adam or Superman? And The Rock literally goes, well, it would depend on who's playing Superman. And it's like, so there's no Henry Cavill? 
really, you know? And then on top of that, you have Marvel, who just adds fuel to the fire by just releasing this insane line of movies that are coming out. And, you know, when I talk about Phase 6 in my next episode, it's, yeah, we're going to get into it, and we're going to talk about the really fun, fun five years we're going to have watching Marvel here. Um, and yeah, I just think that that basically concludes today's episode. I wanted to just briefly talk about phase five and just how excited I am for, you know, certain projects, seeing these guys back like Daredevil and Kingpin and, you know, that side of the story. I think Marvel's going to go back into darker tones and that excites me as a comic book fan. You know, I, I salute Marvel and Kevin Feige because I get it. You know, you're trying to put out content during COVID and they did, and it was successful. And whether I liked it or not as a fan, you know, it was silly. There were parts that were silly and that's okay. You know, I don't have to watch phase four every single day of my life and I won't. I'll probably hardly ever touch phase four again, but it exists and it's part of Marvel and they did a good job with what they could. And they established the characters that they want. And now we're on to a very exciting time leading into phase five. So I thank you for listening. I thank you for stopping by. Hello to all of you out there. I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a ton of fun. And we'll catch you on the next one where I talk about phase six. Take care, guys. I'm Comic Book Movie Guy. No woman, no cry. Shed no tear, no woman, no cry. Good friends we are, and good friends we've lost along the way. In this great future.